Hello, hello. You've found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. Today we have a number of topics to go into. Mike has watched a lot of television. I've seen a movie, and we're going to talk about the Texans, the Democratic Texans who fled Texas. And I wanted to also talk about Joyce Beatty, the head of the Black Congressional Caucus, who was arrested when she tried to protest the lack of passage of the Voting Rights Act. And that's probably enough. Okay. It's just all the trouble in Texas. As you probably know, the state senators from Texas decided that there was no way they could get out of acting in a quorum with the Republicans unless they left the state. That would allow passage of this Voting Repression Act. Very, very severe Voting Mm -hmm. Repression Act. So they left and most of them flew to D.C. And I heard today that there was method in that madness because Texas cannot send marshals to the District of Columbia to pull them back. Yes, and that did happen once when the hammer, what was his name? Tom... um, Delay? Tom delay. The Texas Democrats left one time and he went. Yeah, really good memory. He had them arrested. He had the Texas Democrats arrested. Oh, did he do that? Yes, he did. Yeah, so they had that precedent to teach them that they had to be careful where they went. That was the Congress, but they knew. They had left once before. Mm -hmm. They had just left the state capitol Mm -hmm. and that then produced a special session Mm -hmm. in the Texas legislature. The deal with Texas is their legislature meets every other year. Okay. And they meet from January until probably May. And if they don't have enough time, then a special session is called by the governor. And yeah, they're paid part-time. They get about $7,000 per year, I think, plus a per diem. Governor Greg Abbott has decided that even if they come back, he's just going to have another special session until the whole thing is... Yes. They can probably stay away until the 22 elections. Right. I heard a rundown of how they could do that. They could really stall it that long? They could stay away, yes. It's going to be a real hardship for them because their families are in Texas. That's right. Yeah. And you can't buy a lot of hotel rooms on $7,000 a year. You can't, but mm-hmm. they might be able to get funding yeah. to yeah. help them with it. I'd that contribute. would be specifically for that. Yeah. Now, Abbott has said that when they come back, he'll arrest them, right. which doesn't mean that he'll take them into the pokey, but right. he would be able to arrest them. It's a kooky, crazy thing, but they met with Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. That, of course, produced nothing except Joe Manchin saying that he had a plan where he was going to get every single Democrat and Republican to sign off on his plan for, for voting rights, rights uh, which is, you know, he's really barking he's, up the wrong he's tree. He's a kook. I think he's getting more and more eccentric as time has gone on. Well, the spotlight on him has just seemed to either made him crazier or just displayed how crazy he already was. I'm not sure which it is, but I think you're right. So Texas now has this other thing. It has many things. It has a law that they just passed where anybody who's an adult can get a firearm. You don't have to have a license. You don't have to have training. No background checks. You just can walk in and buy a gun. And they also have an abortion law that there's not only a fetal heartbeat aspect to it, Mm -hmm. which is a fetal heartbeat appears usually at six weeks. Okay. And 
a woman often doesn't know she's pregnant until after eight weeks. Right. And there's another whole aspect of it where the government is taken out of the process mm-hmm. of pursuing a woman who might have had an abortion after six weeks. But neighbors have been, in a sense, deputized oh my God. to be able to sue anyone that they feel has, with certitude, that has had an abortion past six weeks. Oh, this is like Castro's Cuba, where they, like if you lived in an apartment building, there'd be like one person on each floor. Who is a spy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, so the way that this works is, if I'm a barista at Starbucks, and I overhear a woman talking about the fact that she's on her way to have an abortion, and she's past eight weeks due, then I can sue her. If she gets into an Uber, I can sue the Uber driver. I can sue the doctor. And I could get $10,000 as a reward for doing that. Oh, it's just a, like a putting a bounty, basically, on every woman who's yes, getting an abortion. Yes, on every woman who's getting an abortion. Yeah, holy so smokes. That's the really scary part. Mm. Then there's reason for someone to be in someone else's business. Right. It incentivizes meddling. Not only that, but if you have a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. there's some question about whether that miscarriage will be seen as a miscarriage. There's a woman who has been incarcerated for having a miscarriage, and she was suspected of causing it herself. So she was incarcerated. I'm not sure that that was in Texas, but in some state. I think it actually was Ohio, but I I could be wrong about that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So Texas is going and being pushed, not just by Greg Abbott, the governor, but by the lieutenant governor, whose name now escapes me. But the lieutenant governor is even more to the right than Greg Abbott. Mm -hmm. And Greg Abbott is going to be primaried by Trump people. So that's a whole other ball of wax. That's where Texas is going. Boy, oh boy. There's a lot going on there. I heard somewhere that if the Supreme Court did take action to overturn Roe, that it would come with obvious bad consequences. Well, it wouldn't drive people to the polls anymore. But it would work to the advantage electorally, vote-wise, for Democrats. Democrats. So I don't know. I, I mean, that seems like strong medicine to take to get a majority in Congress. But if that's what it takes, maybe that's what it takes. I read today that 66% of Republicans in the southern states support secession. 66%. Good for them. Let them go. That's it. That's what everybody on my site said. Go, please. Make my day. Why stay? Please leave. (laughs) Now. They suck up money from us anyway. They're all in debt, you know, to the federal government. They take our money. Yeah. So let them just live on their own resources from now on. Definitely. Did you listen to Joe Biden's speech about voting? I heard excerpts from it and read pieces of it. It was really powerful. It sounded really good. Uh He made very clear that it was the new Jim Crow. I appreciated his wording Mm -hmm. because he used the term lie. Right. And he said, in the United States, if you're disappointed with the results, you You run again. again. You don't say it was a fraud. Exactly. He didn't mention the filibuster, which is a problem. Mm. There was a lot of discussion about the fact that he hadn't mentioned the filibuster, but I was just grateful that he said what he said, Mm -hmm. because it needed to be stated overtly that he had won the election. Yes, definitely. And that Trump had lost the election. Right. I did want to touch on Joyce Beatty, the Democratic representative from Ohio, who was arrested in the Capitol. She had been chanting with other representatives for the Voting Rights Act to pass. Okay. Chanting in the... In in, in one of the halls. Okay. 
Like a public protest. Yeah. Okay. She was arrested by the Capitol Police. Mm -hmm. And I can only say that it's disgusting to me that she was arrested mm -hmm. when the Capitol Police let mm -hmm. all those other people. I mean, I know that the Capitol Police were also under siege. Right. But right. they didn't arrest these people as soon as they crossed the Rubicon. Right. And were in the Capitol building and right. creating With havoc. With their guns and their knives and their spears. And their, what do they have? They had some sort of an electrical prod that oh, they were going to yeah. use on Nancy like Pelosi. It had 9,000 bolts. Jesus Christ. I know. That was the guy who put his feet up on Nancy oh, Pelosi's yeah. desk. I haven't heard that it's expressed. Not, it's not being put in the news much. Not really. And I'm shocked, I tell you. Yeah. I'm shocked that it hasn't been. <laughs> well, not that shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that no one has said, what's the deal here? Here's a black woman arrested for yeah. protesting and just peacefully. peacefully. Without a gun. And yet and people who were... Without trespassing. Yeah. And without committing six or seven different crimes. And killing someone. And killing somebody. A killing policeman. Mm -hmm. I don't have much more to say except that that is a, a clear transgression mm -hmm. on the part of the Capitol Police. I think I saw footage of her and she was smiling as it was happening, which was just delicious. Cause she, yes. She was so in the right and so aware of the absurdity of, of it happening. I just thought she was heroic. I yes. just loved it. And she is the head of the Congressional, Congressional Black, Caucus. Black Caucus. That's right. Good. So I just wanted it to get more press. I wanted it to be front page, above the fold mm -hmm. of the New York Times, and it wasn't. And yeah. that's disappointing. Yeah. It's very disappointing. It they didn't, back no one told her to go home in peace that they loved her? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden should have said no. that. We love you. You're good. Go we love you. in peace. What else were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about the planet. Oh, the planet and child childbirthing. Well, the childbirth numbers are down. Okay. Our reproductive capacity is not at its height not 100%. right now. And that's happening in the European countries. It's happening in China. Mm. And it's happening here. Our birth rate has fallen and is falling, which is not good for capitalism. Or for my social security check. Or, I mean, we're old enough that I think mm -hmm. that we're going to be okay unless we live to be 120, <laughs> which would be very, very sad, I think. <laughs> As a potential grandparent, mm -hmm. I do have these thoughts about right. what kind of planet a grandchild of mine would be born into. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty scary. By 2040 or 2050, not only weather-wise which is the main thing. It's, it's complicated and I can't claim that I have a grasp on all of it, but if we continue with the same rate of industrialization and technological advancement without any changes socially in terms of healthcare and making life livable for our poorer sections of, of the planet, that by 2040 there will be this sudden and rapid decline in our ability to function economically. Yeah. We, I have to say, we picked a good time to be born. We did, because <laughs> we're, we're going to get out, out right, right before. Right before the <laughs> like, real disaster. I don't mean to be so glib about it, because it's really, really serious. Well, not only will things come to a halt, but there will be so much migration to livable areas. Right. And I think that there will be probably decimation of major populations mm -hmm. through famine and weather catastrophes, that that will have a critical effect on our population I can't, as a whole. It's going to be so weird. People are going to go to Antarctica to visit wine country. <laughs> Well, if they're going to Antarctica to visit wine country, we're all going to be... We're and, fucked. And we're totally <laughs> fucked. Someone I work with just had a baby in January. And it's all everyone's all excited. And we're all acting like there's nothing wrong. 
But there's something very wrong. Well, there's something, something wrong. Terribly, terribly, terribly wrong here. That's why it's important for Biden's infrastructure to get passed. Right. And the Europeans have pledged to reduce their greenhouse gases mm-hmm. even more than they had in the Paris Climate Accord. In the earlier agreement. So they just did that. I think yeah. Thursday or Friday was, yeah. was when the announcement was made. There's China. That's a problem. Although yeah. they pledged to do better as well. Right. India's a real problem. I don't know where they stand on their right. abuses and how they're going to curtail their mm-hmm. greenhouse gases. If you have a kid today, then that means that at the age of 30, they'll be living in a wasteland, pretty much. I think that if you have a child, you have to believe that there is going to be some kind of adjustment. I guess so, but why aren't new parents forming a political movement and out in the streets screaming right now? What I told both of my children, who are millennials, it's up to them. I said, we fucked up Mm -hmm. the world. You're going to have to really work to save it, because the people who have done this, the Koch brothers Mm -hmm. and the rest of them, don't care about the future. Mm -hmm. They care about making money now. Right. And that's really why things have gone the way that they've gone, is that big industry has raped the planet of Mm -hmm. resources and used them to fill the skies with what kills the ozone layer. Yeah. I don't think it's helpful to get all riled up and tied up in knots about it. I think it's good to maintain as much inner peace as you can, because it makes you a more effective fighter. Also, we deserve to live with a certain amount of inner peace, but... I, I don't get why people aren't screaming. I don't get why it's not hair on fire, especially this week with the floods and all of that in, in Europe. Well, that's one of the reasons I think that the European countries have decided to really get their mm-hmm. act together. Mm-hmm. And if we can pass this infrastructure bill, it has real effect right. on right. what's happening on the planet. Yeah, But how do we break through the complacency and denial? They say that one reason Democrats are ascending in terms of elections lately is because our support in suburbs is increasing, suburban women in particular. Mm -hmm. But I don't see any suburban women that are up in arms about climate. We're all just going to Trader Joe's and la la la. And me too. I'm part of the problem. What's wrong with Trader Joe's? (laughs) The parking spots are too small. Should we talk about some of your TV? See, there we go, though. See, I'm actually more upset about the parking situation at Trader Joe's than I am about <laughs> climate change. You're equally as okay. offended about okay. climate change, I think. I'm just so, so surprised that it's not a hot-button issue. I think that there's a feeling of helplessness, that it's okay. such a huge issue. So someone needs to yes, harness that or tap into it. John Oliver an did an entire way. program of his last week tonight about the fact that there's this mentality that our little recycling projects are going to save the planet. And yeah. we know that that isn't true. No. That what it's about is industry creating biodegradable products so that we're not choking ourselves. Right. Consumer recycling is a myth to keep people quiet, to keep them in this illusion that we're all doing something nice for the planet because we put our drinking straw in a recycling bin. Yeah. And nothing's going to happen until industry is forced to change the way they package their goods. And we'll have to pay more for them. But we have to be willing to do that, too. Yes, that's right. That has to do with higher wages. That has to do with the entire economy. That's right. It's woven into social issues. Part of the thing that happens with industry, I've learned, is that as gas is used less, Mm -hmm. the industry... Gasoline. Gasoline. As those resources are not utilized for cars, then that industry 
has to find ways to make their resources into plastics. Then they're pushing plastics. Mm -hmm. It's frightening. Yeah, but uh, hopefully there could be a wake up. I'm hoping. In the 70s, we talked about ecology. Right. And there was an understanding that a certain kind of behavior was damaging to the planet. And there was a sense of urgency. I remember that. And I remember there was almost more vocal concern expressed then than now when things really are falling apart. It's going Attitude to take, shift. Yes, and political will. And we have right. that now. We have political well, will. Well, yeah, and I like what you're saying is that maybe the will of the people is already there, but it's just to be harnessed and activated by the right yes. political message and approach. I think that a certain amount of human suffering has to go into the shift to really saving the planet. To make the reality check take place. Yeah. And I still think that the technology is going to help us in some way, (laughs) shape or form, because I know that there is money being put into finding ways to counteract the effects of greenhouse gases. Well, yeah, Um, they're moving us away from fossil fuels and cars. Did you want to talk about some of your... Yes, it's a good segue to a movie I watched this week called First Reformed with Ethan Hawke. The one you didn't care for. I always go to Rotten Tomatoes and I always slide the slider up to 90%. And I say, if your movie doesn't make 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't have time to watch it. This got like 92, 93. And I looked at the reviews and Anthony Lane reviewed it and gave it a positive review. Oh, you're kidding. I love Anthony Lane. He's great. And everybody else gave it great glowing reviews. Huh. And... It was horrible. It was not just okay. It was horrible, I thought. It was a Paul Schrader movie. So you know more about him than I do. Yeah. Is he kind of preachy or... Yes, um, he's very didactic. Oh, you said he's overstated. I said he's black and white and over the top. Yeah, not big on nuance. And even that was okay. It's very, it's dark, not only in terms of plot, but also in terms of lighting. And he chose for some reason to do the, the aspect ratio in yeah. 4.3 instead of 16.9. And so it's like old TV. Yeah. But it was so disappointing. It was so stupid. I couldn't believe it. I'm sorry. And you'll never get those two hours back. I'll never get them back. And you know, I stayed with it because there were all these elements that were kind of interesting. Well, Ethan Hawke is also a really interesting actor. He played it well. He had that quiet, simmering desperation. He's good. Mm-hmm. I, and I like Amanda Seyfried. She was very good. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say about First Reformed? First Reformed. Don't watch it. Okay. Is my advice. I will not watch it. I passed up 1917 because it only got oh. 83 or something like that. Oh, 1917 is a really good Didn't I know we you see re- that together? No, but I know you saw it and you liked it. And finally, it's free for me because I have showtime for a few weeks. So, and it's on Showtime. So oh, it's I will watch really it. good. I don't like war films. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I usually sign up for. Right. But the technical gimmick of it mm-hmm. serves the story. I'm going to watch it. Plus, I listened to this big old podcast about World War One. You've got to watch it. 1917 really at the very end. And that's one of the things about it. They're caught. Right. I wanted to tell you about this Anthony Bourdain movie that oh, I yeah. saw. It's called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. I've been seeing a little square about that. There's so much of him in it, and there are talking heads who worked with him and were friends of his. They talk about both his light sides and his dark sides. One thing that struck me was he's so charismatic and telegenic. And mm. I, I only saw a couple of episodes of Parts Unknown, so I didn't follow him. I'm just not a cook and right. 
Do you watch the great English baking show? Or I, did. I did. It's watch supposed to be that. so good because they're so it. kind. They're so kind to each other. <laughs> they're so kind. It's lovely. But I was a little disappointed, and I won't go into detail. There was something about it where I just didn't quite get the underpinnings of this darkness. I mean, it seemed to me that once he got out of being a cook and a chef mm-hmm. and went on with Kitchen Confidential and got his book became deal and TV became a TV star. star, that things were going really well for him. Right. And it was clear that in the last couple of years, various things happened and his mental health seemed to diminish. Mm-hmm. So that while I was watching the film, I thought to myself, okay, I understand now why it came to the end that he came to. But before that, I didn't get what is it about Anthony Bourdain? They touched on him being a heroin addict, but I mean, they didn't touch on his drinking at the end, which apparently was very heavy and detrimental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the mystery of Anthony Bourdain wasn't solved for me. Mystery- so this covered his life and his suicide. It covered most of his life. His professional life anyway. Exactly. There's just a lot you can say about him. He is magnetic and someone mm-hmm. you want to watch. Right. And that really came across. But his inner psyche wasn't on offer. We didn't go into that so much. It tried to, but it really was from his point of view. He would say, I'm, you know, as an angry kid, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and yet it's not really on display. Right. Was he a successful chef for quite a while before he became a media star? I'm not sure he was a successful chef. Okay. I think he was a chef. Right. But I don't know that his restaurant, it wasn't certainly right. a Michelin yeah. candidate. There was something about how all-consuming this role of playing Anthony Bourdain was because he couldn't get away from it. He had Mm -hmm. a family, he had a home life, and yet after a week or two weeks, he felt he had to be back on the trail of this next right, new thing right so he uh, success burdened it kind him. of swallowed him mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. at one point he wanted to leave the show but he mm. didn't really want to and it got very messy at yeah. the end and it could just be that it's a person with depression looking for too much meaning may be futile. yes and he clearly was having mental health issues mm-hmm. toward the end of his life. Mm-hmm. He was involved with an actress named Asia Argento, who was one of the main people coming forward against Harvey Weinstein and said that she had been raped at Cannes by him. And by Weinstein. By Weinstein. Bourdain became very caught up in the Me Too movement because he was so close to this woman. Right. And there seemed to be a betrayal at the end, which was not really confirmed and I think put a lot of burden on her. In any case, if I was a fan of his, I would have eaten this up with a spoon. It was really great on that level. But it didn't... Didn't reveal too much. It didn't unlock the mystery of what the essence of him was that drove him so much Mm -hmm. to basically burn himself out. Right. I would give it a thumbs up. I might check it out. Anyway, it's time to say goodbye, boomers. Goodbye. Goodbye. And we will talk to you again in a week. Have a good week. Bye, boomers. Bye-bye. Adios.